jump right in. Turn your Bibles, if you would, uh, to Luke chapter 1, and then we're going to go over to Matthew chapter 1. We're going to read a portion of the Christmas story um, and talk about miracles today. Today we're going to talk about the miracle, yes. Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. It says this, In the sixth month, angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at this saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, for you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called holy and the son of God and behold your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son and this is the sixth month of her who was called barren for nothing will be impossible with God for nothing will be impossible with God verse 38 and Mary said behold I am the servant of the Lord let it be to me according to your word and the angel departed from her um, now go with me, if you would, over to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, I'm going to start in verse 18. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When the mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. I want to read one more portion of Scripture. It's not going to be on the screens for you, but turn, if you would, in your Bibles, if you have them, over to Luke chapter 2. And I want to read from verse 8. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. In the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Let's pray. God, we thank You for Your Word today. God, we thank You that Your Word is living. God, it's active. God, it's powerful. God, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. God, we pray that in this place Your Word would come alive. 
God, you would speak to us. And Lord, I just pray, Lord, for every single one of us in this place that, God, as we come into this next weekend and we celebrate Christmas, as we open up gifts and share time with family, that, God, we remember that it's because of Jesus that it's all possible. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. I want to talk to you real quickly about the miracle, yes, the miracle, yes. We've been talking about miracles for the last several weeks, and not only have we been talking about miracles, but we've been praying and believing for some of you that, that you would say in your life, man, I need a miracle, and we've been getting some great reports back of how God's been doing miracles at Urban Church, and God's been touching people. But as we conclude next week in this series, I don't want us to stop believing for miracles. I want us to continue to believe and contend that that miracles still happen today and that God has a miracle for you when you find yourself in that time of need. The definition of miracle is this. It's an effect or extraordinary event in the physical world that surpasses all known human natural powers and is uh, to a supernatural cause and is attributed to a supernatural cause. This is a miracle. Last week we talked about the miracle plan. The miracle plan that God would come back to earth in, in the form of man. That, that it would be God with us, Christ coming, God in the flesh, and he would be with us. And, and it really was a miracle plan, but not only was it a miracle plan, but the way that God decided to do it was absolutely absurd. And we talked about that last week, how, how absurd this plan was. That, that he would find a virgin and that this virgin would give birth still being a virgin and that, that everybody would receive this child. And, and the story that would just go on and take place, it was really an absurd plan. It was really a miracle plan. And although Christmas is, is, is always will be and is predominantly and always will be predominantly about the birth of Jesus, there are some supporting cast members in this story. And I want to look at one of them today and I want to look at the girl named Mary. Because Mary played a part in this whole process, okay? And before she would ever even bring, bring forth the baby, there was a miracle that took place in her life. And that miracle I, I want to look at today is the miracle, yes. Because um, when you think about Christmas, let's just be honest. Um, I mean, Christmas is phenomenal, um, but we sing songs like Silent Night, right? Holy Night. But when I look back at the Christmas story, and I look at what Mary had to go through, there ain't too much silence going on, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we just read some of that today. There are angels appearing, and then it says there's a multitude of angels appearing, and they're singing, and all the shepherds in the field are hearing them. That's, that's not silent. I also think about the place in which Mary gave birth to Jesus, Okay? Now, all of us would have the luxury, at least all the women, would have the luxury uh, uh, of birthing a baby in, in, a, in, a, in a hospital suite, right? Okay? And, and, you know, you can go there, you got the nice comfy beds, you got nurses attending to you, you know, you got the TV, come on somebody, right? You got the radio, um, you got people serving you, bringing you food, you know? If you don't want anybody in there, you just tell the nurse and the nurse kicks them all out, right? Okay? And, and not only that, when it comes time to give birth to the baby, um, all you lucky people, you have a thing called the epidural. Now, I know some of you out there, like, you are a real woman, right? You're like, all natural, you know? Uh, my wife didn't go na all natural, and neither did I. I got an epidural as well. Come on. Because just watching the process was painful. I was like, you got a little extra there? Come on, we're paying for this. I know you're billing me for it, right? I see a little bit left. <laughs> so, uh, but you think back... To, to Mary, and, and there was no silent night, ladies and gentlemen. She was giving birth in a manger, which is a fancy way of saying a trough that the animals eat out of, right? And now wherever there's a trough, there's usually animals, cows, 
sheep, llamas, I don't know. <laughs> it was a living zoo, ladies and gentlemen. It was, it was loud. There was no silent night, night going on. This lady, this young lady, when she said yes, I, I don't know if she knew what she was saying yes to. I, I don't know, because God is actually really gracious to us. And now when he comes and he pitches a plan to us, he doesn't show us everything about the plan. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. And then you begin to step and walk in the plan, and then you start seeing things. God, I don't remember this part. <laughs> I don't remember this at all, you know. And, uh, you know, here she finds herself, man, in some crazy, crazy situations. There's two parts that the yes is a miracle. Uh, number one, it's this. It's, it's that she said yes at all. It's a miracle. And then we're going to look at that real quickly. And then the second part is that because she said yes, there was a miracle. It really was not just the miracle plan, but the part that Mary had to, to be involved in. It really took a miracle in her life as well. Let's look at Mary real quickly. It was a miracle, yes, because Mary had to overcome several things in her life. And I want to look at them real quickly. The, the three things are this. She had to overcome some things in her past. She had to overcome some things in her present. And she would definitely have to begin to think about her future and how it was going to affect her. When you look at Mary's past, see, here's the thing. The angel of the Lord appears to her and says, hey, you're going to have a baby, okay? That's not necessarily the complicated part because, hey, I'm betrothed to a man. We're going to get married. Hey, yeah, I'm going to have a baby. Not a problem. It's the next part of the plan that becomes a problem. It's the part where he says, but you're going to remain a virgin and you're going to have a baby. Instantly, Mary has to begin to overcome her past. And the reason being, because if you go to Matthew chapter 1 and you begin to look at the genealogy of all the women in Mary's genealogy you can look at all those women let me just give you a few of them there was one named tamar this was her lineage who was tamar tamar was a prostitute a foreigner to the commonwealth she did things to try to get into the wealthy family this is this is her relatives this is tamar she's a prostitute there was another one in the bible named rahab who was she she was a prostitute Lived geographically and, and normally in the edge, you know, kind of on the edge of society, but man, once again, worked her way in. She was a counterfeit. She tried to get in, once again, to the, to, to the wealth of the family, tried to get into the lineage. And so we have Tamar, we have Rahab, both prostitutes. We have Ruth. Who was Ruth? You probably read the story about Ruth, who was in the lineage of Mary. Who was she? She was the poor widow who was childless. Y'all remember that story? Bible? Who else do we have? We have, we have somebody named Bathsheba. Y'all remember Bathsheba, right? Okay. She was the one that committed adultery with David. Now, I know that David gets a bad rap a lot, but come on, it takes two to commit adultery, all right? <laughs> and so there was Bathsheba. So instantly, ladies and gentlemen, when the plan gets pitched to Mary, hey, you're going to have a baby. Hey, not, a hard, not, not hard at all. I'm getting married. No big deal. Oh, by the way, um, it's not going to be with your husband. Okay? Now think about it. Do you think anyone's going to believe her story once they look at her history? Let's see, your aunt was a prostitute, your great aunt was a prostitute. Miraculous conception, right? She had to begin to look at her past. She had to begin to think through all these things. But here's one thing I've learned. That God never chooses the most probable people. God, in Mary, here's, the, here's the thing about God. God doesn't even look down and say, wow, you've been really, really, really good. You've got five gold stars. Come on, somebody. I'm going to choose you. One thing I've learned about God is he chooses whomever he wants to choose. And it's by his grace. 
that he chooses. You might be sitting here today and you might maybe not quite like Mary, but you might be looking at your life and you might be thinking about who you are and, and maybe God has pitched a plan to you and you might be looking at this plan and you might be thinking, you know what, you've got the wrong person. You've got the wrong person. Mary had to walk through all of this, but yet God didn't have the wrong person. Mary had to think through her present circumstance. Wait a second, I'm, I, I'm betrothed, which was a, just a, a real long, fancy way of saying engaged. But back in the day, man, this was a big deal. Betrothal was like an actual bonding of two people. It was a legal agreement, and they, they, they gave each thing. They said, man, for the next year, we, man, we're going to get to know each other. This is legal. It was in front of us. They actually had a big celebration. It was in front of everybody that, okay, that's my man. That's my woman. We're for each other, and in one year, we're going to get married. This was a big deal. And she had to think now about her present. If I say yes to this, first and foremost, none of my family is going to believe me, but the man that you want me to marry, come on, guys. Let's be honest. Let's just say you're engaged. Let's just say your girl comes to you and says, baby, I love you. You are the man for me. But I need you to know something. I'm pregnant. I mean, think about it for a minute. (laughs) Are you going to be like, oh, hey, no worries. All right, let's get married. (laughs) Especially when she goes on to say this, but but don't worry about it because I'm still a virgin. Are you, are you following the same story I'm following? Don't worry about it. It's, you know, I still haven't been with anybody. I've saved myself for you, but I'm going to have a baby. How many, how many of you guys would buy that story? <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. You'd be like, hit the road. As a matter of fact, that's exactly what Joseph had decided to do. Because the Bible says that he had decided to put her away privately because he was a just man. And so he decided to divorce her privately. Here is Mary confronted not only with the past of who she came from, but now she's confronted with the present. Hold on a second. If I say yes to this, I'm probably going to divorce this guy. And sure enough, what did Joseph do? Joseph was going to divorce Mary. How to think through all those things. What about you? What is God speaking to you today? How is it going to affect your present situation and circumstance? I mean, think about this. This is the moment. I'm going to get married. This could mess up. Everything. You following the story today? Hmm. Think about the ridicule, the defeat, the questioning, the divorce, everything. But yes, she said yes. She had to think about her future. Why did she have to think about her future? Because she might not have one. Because back in the day, if you're betrothed to someone and found out that you have a child committed adultery, you could be put to death. She had to process all of these things, but yet, ladies and gentlemen, she still said yes. Now, if we had time, we'd go over and look at Joseph because Joseph got visited by angel too, okay? And this is an absolute miracle story for these two to get along after this whole thing takes place. I mean, come on, some of you, husbands and wives, I've seen you. You have a hard enough time getting along without this. No one's laughing. Gosh, how does he know? I saw you driving up today. (laughs) And you were arguing in the car. And then you got out and you put a big smile on your face. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So good to be in church. And then when you get back in the car, you're going to pick up right where you left off. <laughs> I'm married too. I know. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is interjected into their lives and they're still, oh, baby, I love you. Let's get on a camel and go for a long journey together. You know? I mean... It was a miracle that she said 
Yes. I often think about the story and I wonder, you know, we don't really know how old Mary is. They say anywhere between 14 and 18 years old. We don't really know. But I mean, come on, to have this presented to this, to this young woman, right? And for her to say yes, I often think to myself, what if she would have said no? I'm sure, yeah, sure God would have found somebody else, right? I mean, he's got a master plan. And he probably would have went down and, and found the next virgin in the city, right? And tried to say, hey, you know. But I often think to myself, what, what would have been like if it wasn't Mary? Mary said no. Angel Lord appears to Mary. Hey, favored one. She's like, nah, no. Not going to do it. He goes to the next house. Hey, Shanene, you know, you want. <laughs> Am I the only one that's thought through this story before? I mean, could you imagine? I mean, think now. Let's just say Mary said no. And let's just say that, that Shanene got chosen. The Catholic religion would look so much different today. I want you to go say 10 hell shenanigans right now. And you're since, right? Has anybody else, am I the only one that thinks through this stuff? Okay? Let me think about it. What if she, what if she said yes and then she changed her mind? What if she would have been pro-choice? Here she is and she said, yes. She said yes. She said yes. I want you to catch, if you don't catch anything else today, catch this. To me, one of the great miracles of this story is that this story, as, as Jesus comes onto the scene, the real thing that was asked of Mary was this, Mary, will you carry God to humanity? Will you say yes and will you carry God? Will you carry God around and will you birth God into humanity? Ladies and gentlemen, the same question that was asked of Mary is really asked of you and I every day. Will you carry God to your workplace? Will you carry God to your family? Will you carry God to, to, to your church in the community in your church? Will you carry God wherever you go? Will you carry Jesus? So it's really the same question. Which, which makes me think this, that, that if there was a miracle in her yes, not only was it a miracle she said yes, but there was a miracle because she said yes, that if you and I would begin to say yes to the plans that God has for us, if you and I would begin to say yes to God and say, you know what, God, I'm going to carry you to my job place, there might be somebody there that needs a miracle, and because you said yes, they can have their miracle. There might be somebody in your neighborhood, there might be somebody in your family, you know, this Christmas, just, just like six days from now, you're going to be getting together with family. Maybe there's somebody there that if you were willing to say yes like Mary did. Now here's the thing, you don't have as many obstacles to overcome as Mary did. But if you say yes, like Mary did, could you carry a miracle to somebody? Let me just give you this real quickly and we'll close. There was a miracle because she said yes. After Mary had processed everything, thought through it, I don't know how much thinking she really did, but she had to do some. After that, she said yes, and because she said yes, look at this. Because Mary said yes, because a brave young lady, full of faith, said yes, there was joy. There was joy. Not only was there joy from that moment, but because she said yes and birthed God to humanity and brought Jesus into the world, because she said yes, today we can still experience joy. Not only did joy come, but there was new life. New life came because she said yes. Not only did new life come, but there's peace because she said yes. There's hope because she said yes. There is salvation 
because she said yes. There is health and healing because she said yes. There, there, there is no more poverty. There are riches because she said yes. There is miracle power because she said yes. There is Christmas every year because Mary said yes. What was she saying yes to? Yeah, I'll, I'll carry. I'll carry God. I'll carry Christ. I'll carry Jesus and, and I'll birth him into humanity. The same thing is being asked of you and I. You know, maybe 2010, maybe it was a rough year for a lot of you in a lot of different ways. But just in about two weeks, we're going to walk into a whole new year. And I want to propose this question to you as we leave today. Because I know many of you might be gone celebrating Christmas with family next week. Although we are having service here, many of you might not be here. So this might be the last time that I can propose this to you before we head 2011. And my question to you is this, is will you say yes to carrying Jesus? Will you say yes? Because if you say yes, you could not only be a miracle, but you could bring a miracle to somebody. You could bring hope to somebody. You could bring joy to somebody. You could bring life to somebody. If you say yes. But if you say yes, will you have to overcome some obstacles? Probably. Will they be like her obstacles? Hopefully not. But if you say yes, then somebody's life can be transformed. I think about Christmas. Man, Christmas, yeah, man, it represents so many things. Maybe culturally something to some of us. Maybe traditionally something to some, some of us. But really when you look at Christmas, there is, there is, there is a powerful principle here. Christmas is a reminder of what happens when we say yes to God. Christmas is a reminder that if we say yes to God and his plan, everything begins to change. Miracles begin to happen. God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you that your word is living and active. And God, I pray right now your word that was just spoken would come alive in all those that heard it. Lord, I pray, Lord, that this Christmas, Lord, as, as people travel, God, as people go and find themselves, Lord, with friends and family, God, as people find themselves celebrating in, in traditional ways or maybe starting a new tradition of their own, God, I pray they would take a moment to really truly reflect on Christmas. To pause and reflect, what is Christmas all about? We understand that it was Jesus coming, but there were some supporting role players in this. In the same way that Jesus came to earth is the same way Jesus wants to come to your job, to your family, to your community as you would say yes, and you would begin to carry the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah.